Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, hello and welcome to worship. It's good to be with you today. For those of you that I haven't met before, my name is Daniel and I'm the pastor here. Uh, Today we are wrapping up our sermon series that's all about healing. Uh, We've been looking from several different angles at this question of what does it mean for us that God is our healer. And uh, here to to help us wrap up the series today, we've got a guest preacher and it's our friend Minoka Yance. Um, For those of you who are a part of the, the Kindred community or if you've been uh, watching online for uh, for some time. You've probably already seen Minoka's face either on screen or if you worship with us in person, you've seen her in person. Uh, Minoka serves and, and leads and volunteers for us at Kindred in a variety of ways. Um, for those who may not know, Minoka is a graduate of Duke Divinity School and she now works on staff at Duke Divinity School. And uh, one of the many ways that Minoka gives her time to, to Kindred is sometimes she preaches for us uh, and it's always a, a joy when Minoka can get can give the sermon. So we will hear from her uh, in just uh, a bit here. Um, But first, our scripture reading for today comes from the Old Testament book called Isaiah. Uh, And this is uh, Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 4. It says this, The Lord God's Spirit is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release for captives and liberation for prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and a day of vindication for our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for Zion's mourners, to give them a crown in place of ashes, oil of joy in place of mourning, a mantle of praise in place of discouragement. And they will be called oaks of righteousness, Planted by the Lord to glorify himself. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore formerly deserted places. They will renew ruined cities, places deserted in generations past. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, now let's listen as Minoka helps us to to think about uh, how healed people heal people. So this year, my husband and I are trying to be better stewards of our planet. We're reducing our meat consumption, working on eating and buying local, and starting to compost. In my opinion, compost is really gross, but it's an excellent way to use the art of decomposition for the work of growing things in your gardens or or at your house, and for us, hopefully, some great summer tomatoes. But it's not fun getting to that end of beautiful tomatoes. When I think about compost, I think about how things that may not be ideal or even usable can be part of the work of healing. Compost can turn something that looks unfinished or disposable into some of the most vital elements of a growing season. Today's text is from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is not about compost, but it is a book about the process and dimensions of God's judgment and salvation. God's kingdom on earth 
with its righteous ruler and God-focused people is the goal towards which the book of Isaiah steadily moves towards. A restored earth and a restored people will bring about the earth as it is in heaven. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, saw this text as a mandate for all those who follow Christ to renew and rebuild the world. In the book of Luke, we see Jesus use the same passage from Isaiah that he takes with him to his hometown in his early ministry and reads it as a public way of introducing his ministry to the world. Jesus uses this text to introduce his ministry because healing is central to the ministry that Jesus did here on earth. I think that the book of Isaiah is asking us as followers of Christ to be compost, to raise new out of the wreckage, not because of or in spite of, but with what is broken. We engage in the process of restoring the world back to what God intended it to be not to condemn, punish, or shame, but to be examples of healing. As Christians, we are to bear the image of God, and that bearing is done at its brightest when we do what Jesus has done, serve people. Healed people heal people. The past few weeks, we've been talking about healing here at Kindred. We talked about how and why healing is important, We have thought through God's healing and how it can look both similar and different to what we expect it to be. And I think that healing is an important foundation for the work that Isaiah and Jesus is asking of us here today. As we read through the verses this morning, it moves from singular to plural. The beginning, the author names the source of rebuilding of their city, God's spirit. He talks about all the healing work that he has been called to do in order for the recipients to continue to rebuild the world. You may think of it as a domino strategy of healing. Verse 4 declares that these people who are healed, sculpted by God, will be those who build up the ancient ruins, who raise up the former devastations, and those who repair the ruins the devastations of many generations. The people who are freed, released, comforted, and loved are the ones who then rebuild the world around them. Healed people heal people. Each of us has the potential to offer God's love to those around us and the healing work of God. I often think of my friend Giovanna. She was a wonderful friend and conversation partner for me while I was at Duke Divinity School, but we could have not been more different. She was at that time a married, decorated, former top CIA agent turned monastic clergy person in her 40s. But we became fast friends. When I lost my mother while in Divinity School, she dropped everything to be with me. She drove me to Virginia, made sure my professors knew what was going on, and even rallied my classmates' requests of kindness into a perfectly formatted Google Doc for me to use when I was ready. One of the best things that Giovanna did early on was hand me this book, detailed in her handwriting, the timelines and numbers of who to call when and what questions to ask after someone has died. 
If you've ever had to deal with an estate or the slew of paperwork after someone has died, you understand how valuable this can be. She handed it to me in her kitchen and said, I have been there and you will be okay. Healing people heal people. I have used that information and Giovanna's model of kindness often for those that I have known that have been lost in a sea of grief. Giovanna helped me heal both in what she gave me, but also in reminding me that I wasn't alone. She had been broken as I had felt, but was a testament not to completion, but to the idea that there was a time and place where I could have hope that I could also be healed. Years later, I can help people with the story that I have because of what Giovanna and many others and God helped me to do. This is what Isaiah is asking of us today, to pass the healing love of God on. Healed people heal people. If you hear nothing from me today, please hear this. You do not have to have it all together to help those around you heal. The Bible is a prime example that God often comforts, loves, and uses brokenness to help heal God's people. We do not have to have it all together to be kind or empathetic to those around us. And that's because we are not doing the healing God is. As Christians, we know the end of the story of brokenness. God sent his son to die on the cross for the forgiveness of all of our sins, to be released from the burdens of resentment, guilt, and shame. This story should be our motivation to go into the world to share and be a vehicle for healing, not from us, but from God. When we help others heal, we are living further aligned with the image of Jesus in all of us. We become the oaks of righteousness that Isaiah is talking about in the scriptures this morning. The word oak, like the word pillar, connotes both strength and stability. Neither a tree nor a pillar appears to be doing much. They sort of just stand there. But the tree stands year after year in the face of storms. Pillars stand day after day, holding up structures such as a roof or other pieces of a building. Whenever we may pass a tree or a pillar, we see it standing probably where it had been just before. That kind of stability can be comforting to those in need of a new perspective to the chaos or pain that they might be living in. So who are you in today's verses? Are you the beginning verses, full of gratitude and reflective on the healing that God has done in your life, but maybe not sure how you can help others? Or are you the post verse four person? You know where God has called you to help heal our broken world. Is God asking you to be a companion to the brokenhearted, release the captive, or comfort the mourners? If you are intimidated in the sea of where to help, know that you are not alone. If you would love to help and don't know where to go, feel free to reach out to Pastor Daniel and I, especially as it pertains to where you can help through our community here at Kindred. I know that I often feel unsure about where I can be of most help in our world. I hold a quote close to my heart as I think about where God might be asking me. 
And it reads, Be the one who nurtures and builds. Be the one who has an understanding and forgiving heart, who looks for the best in people and leaves them better than when I found them. We were formed by God to glorify the healing that has happened to each of us, to leave the world better than when we may have found it. Whether it's personal healing or the larger healing story of the resurrection, we all have a story of healing that the world needs to know. So together, we can make our world better and manifest shalom, the peace of God. As we love God, our neighbors, and begin to accept God's love for ourselves, we are not only being healed, but we begin a movement of healing our broken world. And remember, it's not just shiny things that heal our world or completely healed things that are mandated to being part of bringing heaven to earth. It's all of us. A story of brokenness can often be stronger than a story of strength, much like how I see compost. As I look at my compost bin, I'm reminded that the stuff that could have been thrown away is now together and being healed. With a little TLC, together it will be good and fruitful for many years to come. Healed people heal people, but also healing people heal people. We can offer each of us healing as we are healing ourselves. We can be who Isaiah calls in chapter 58, the repairers of the breach. If we are willing to be examples of our great physician's healing work in our daily lives. Let us pray. Oh God, our great healer, thank you for the work you have done in our lives and the work you continue to do. Thank you for the gift of your son who gave us the ultimate story that we can use to tell others of your healing presence in our world. Let us be real, authentic, Holy Spirit-filled vessels of your love and grace so that wherever we may find ourselves, our lives are lived as a model of your healing. May we be a church that helps to bring thy kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. In your precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. Listeners, this free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives, and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select Give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.